So Joel, Electron Dance is a PC gaming site, so we are here today to talk about consoles. Cool, we should get lots of downloads for that. (laughs) I I wanted to talk about this because, you know, we have the Xbox One and the PlayStation 4 coming out later this year, and uh, PC gaming has been dead, has risen, has died again, and has risen again over the past years. Where, Where do you think PC gaming is right now? Is it at a dead phase or is it as a ris- at a risen phase? Uh, I think it's in a good place at the moment. Um, it's awkward thing, awkward position, really. I mean, it's, uh, we've got digital downloads which have really exploded. Um, digital downloads, okay, I've, that's, that's a f- I've said that before. Downloads, shall we say? Digital distribution, uh, that's really going well now. I mean, that's 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 where all the action's happening. Um, I, I did have a conversation at uh, work with somebody recently who thought PC gaming was dead, and I just had to assume that they were just you know looking at the at retail and getting the impression that no one bought games anymore for PCs when that's of course not true um but at the same time I do wonder about the viability of the desktop platform yeah and I think well that's interesting um because if you look at the way consoles have gone and I've been a PC gamer for many years. I kind of was a console gamer last generation. Uh, bought a 360 for the, you know, that was my first console I'd owned in, in probably 15 years. And I've completely lost interest in them again and have turned back to the PC. I have come home to the PC um, and it greeted me with open arms. Uh, and I just find it interesting because, you know, I, I wonder what advantages, you know, consoles used to have some advantages over PCs. They were plug and play. They were easy to set up. You didn't have to worry about patches. You didn't have to worry about, you know, hardware uh, requirements. Things just worked. And as consoles have gotten connected online and have gotten more complicated, I find that a lot of the advantages that the consoles used to have have evaporated. And I think that is a large part of why PC gaming is having this resurgence. Certainly, digital distribution is a large part of that. So I think these two things are working in tandem to make PC gaming a much more viable platform. But you seem more pessimi- pessimistic about it. Um, it's. I see some fraying at the edges. Um, people don't need desktops as much. Um, I just... You know, there was this big surge of people getting desktops for email and the web, and people are doing a lot of that stuff um, with tablets and, um, you know, mobile phones now, uh, which means the need for desktops is going to shrink. And maybe the only people who really need them are creators as opposed to consumers. Um, and that's what worries me a little bit about the future of PC. We There was this thing... Um, on Electron Dance ooh, a few months ago, was it? I think it was Michael Brow mentioned. I was on the, ah, it. it was the hooker problem when I was saying, you know, what? how can you play, I said, how can you play mo- local multiplayer on the PC? Because where's your PC? I mean, mine's in an office, you know, it's an office position. It's not like a place where people can crowd around with, with a console as normally by the TV. And uh, he said, well, why do you, you know, who has desktops anymore? I have a laptop. And, doesn't everybody have laptops and you can play around that and i started to 
it's like one of those little things where you think, you know, yeah, maybe you don't need desktops. And that goes to the, the whole hardware upgrading thing. You know, laptops are not the same beast. And you can see where this might be headed. Well, I wonder, though, what, what do you think people need desktops for? To I mean, specifically with gaming, because... I mean, obviously, desktops have their advantages if you're a, a, a hardcore gamer, if we can use that term, you know, upgradability, and you just can't get the power out of a laptop that you can out of a desktop at a reasonable price. You know, a, a, a gaming desktop and a gaming laptop, the gaming laptop is going to be more expensive every single time, hands down. Yeah. But... You know, we've sort of been, I mean, one of these questions that have been coming up, you know, in, in, in the past couple of years is sort of, you know, when is AAA gaming going to die? Like it, it is, it is a very sick industry and, um, I'm not, I'm not saying that in the sort of like rap term. I'm saying that in like, you know, actually ill. Um, that's not a good example either. Uh, now I sound very old, <laughs> but, but, you know, I'm just saying like, you know, AAA gaming is, is sort of very, very ill. And there's very, there's no margin for error in that industry anymore. Um, I think that most of the interesting thing happening in games is is happening outside of that. And, uh, you know, if, if people are going to be playing fewer and fewer of those kinds of games, you know, Hulkra is not exactly a resource hog. So... <laughs> You know, do, do, you know what? What do people need desktops for in the in the gaming space? You know, in your opinion, mm, well, there's a couple of different thorny issues all wrapped up together. There, um, you've got the question of what's happening with AAA, and then you've got the question of desktop. And I don't think they're quite the same because AAA still exists on console. So it's um, what happens with desktop is related, but it's not the the sole you know, the factor there. Um, but what do people need desktops for? Now, uh, that's an interesting, because I don't think there was a, that wasn't a question, <laughs> you know, a while ago. So it's a new question. And that, in a sense, the fact that we can ask that question means it's, that there's a, that there's a change coming. Um, that I, I like having, I mean, I need a desktop because I find it much easier to, to do stuff on than saying a laptop, which is a bit more, you know, small like that having i don't i just like having a you know box with like dozen hard drives in it uh with lots of different things uh, all lying around and just being able to sit at my desk and just sort things out now, other people like having laptops and they move their laptop from place to place and they they do all their work in a sort of in a in a portable fashion now that's from a creator point of view from a consumer point of view why would a consumer now need um a desktop i mean even like some of the applications like i don't know something like uh you know quicken or something like that you do your accounts on then that's got to be you don't need a desktop for that what do people need desktops for what do they need high power desktops for anyway um other than 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 gaming with the ordinary consumer so i can see what's going to happen is that maybe just it's just the need is going to going to dry up and maybe oh you can play quite a bit on laptops anyway people got used to the how can we say the downgraded graphics of consoles compared to pcs um i'm sure you know give someone a laptop and say they can play you know a, a, a form of call of duty on it and maybe they're not gonna you know 
blink too much about always oh, my specular lighting. Yeah, I want to I want to come back to that, but I think you said something interesting there earlier on which was you know, you can't separate AAA gaming out because of consoles and that's kind of the you know, main advantage of a of a console or their main selling point, let's say. Uh, but at the same time, if 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 AAA gaming dies um, or or becomes much less important, then I think consoles have lost a large advantage. And if if more gaming is is moving towards you know indie titles and smaller titles and sort of you know casual games and all of these things, consoles are just going to become much less important. And I think you see that because if you look at the Xbox One, I think is a great example. You know. Microsoft didn't really talk about gaming that much with it, at least initially. Uh, you know, they so they introduced it as, you know, here is your uh, cable box and here is your uh, movie watching thing. And, you know, you can do Skype on it and you can do this and that and the other thing. And the gaming is, is becoming much less important to the console experience at the same time that consoles are becoming more and more and more complicated so, you know, what advantage does a console have over the PC anymore? I think that's that's kind of the question. And, you know, is is the PC at a at a good point to capitalize on that? Again, I, I feel uncomfortable because there's lots of factors tied up here. Um, I want to say about Xbox One. Um, my feeling was Microsoft are trying to follow this. Uh, it's kind of like the Apple Store thing, you know, you, you lock down an environment, you get people in for all sorts of different things, and you say, right, this is where you spend your money and do your stuff. And and that's kind of like what you saw them trying to do with Windows 8, and then you see this similar thing in Xbox One. It's no longer a games console, it's a place where things happen. And, and what, of course, they did was then basically uh, piss off a bunch of people who were looking for a games console. And I think that's sort of like the misstep there. I don't know. There's an argument to be made, of course. Maybe they were actually the smarter people there, thinking ahead, one one move ahead, whereas maybe someone who's just going for a games console is actually not going to survive. So there's that. So I'm not sure the idea of a console is dead yet. Uh, The AAA... The question is whether AAA games actually still uh, still necessary and they seem to be necessary at the moment people still buy them in large amounts them but the problem is they're becoming too expensive uh, and that's the danger of the next generation of consoles right that's always been the thing everybody's been scared about i think half of the software industry has been clinging on uh, quite happy to deal with this downgraded hardware because they didn't have to like invest so much in the artwork and uh, voice acting etc etc there's a you know a certain amount you can get away with but if they're up in the graphical fidelity and what this hardware can do suddenly budgets go up i mean what was it um call of duty uh it was about 40 to 50 million uh, on production costs uh, yeah. that's quite expensive right uh let me just check uh, two hundred million apparently on marketing, which is uh, which is interesting. Uh, See, so you could have indie successes all the time if you were able to spend that much money on an indie indie game. 
well, I think I think that's something interesting, though. And, you know, maybe we can talk about that for a minute because, you know, it, I think just the economics involved in all sorts of, of entertainment now is just getting extremely difficult, you know, for, for these companies. Um, and I don't think this is limited to, to games. I think it it has... I think it, it sort of started in games because games have always been a very, they've always been a medium that is, that is very tied to technology, it, you know, in, in perhaps a way that no other medium aside from, you know, maybe movies have. And so, you know, the, the fear is always that the, the new, the, the, the consoles drive, you know, the, the AAA titles at this point, right? Because there was that sort of convergence between console and PC, uh, you know, probably starting really with um, the Xbox to some degree, but but it really happened with the Xbox 360, where you know the the first person shooter became a viable genre on consoles. Then um, you know we had had them before, but they were at least viable at that point. Mm. You know, and so they really got used to the 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 revenue coming from the console and the PC became secondary. I mean, even if you look at at, at sales statistics now, you know the, the the PC sales are always much lower than than the console sales. And if consoles have lost an advantage, and if the Xbox One and the PlayStation Four don't sell very well, I think that is what is going to drive AAA gaming over a cliff. That that's number one. Um, and I think it's just interesting because, you know, you can't look at this in a vacuum. I remember reading, I saw some some crazy quotation from from Steven Spielberg, of all people, who said that his, his movie Lincoln uh, was, quote, you know, he said, quote, this close to premiering on HBO. And, <laughs> and, I, just, and I just thought that that was amazing for, for, because Steven Spielberg, if Steven Spielberg is not sufficiently formulaic, for, for Hollywood, then Hollywood has an enormous problem. And I, I bring this up because, you know, we, we think about video games as sort of this cultural vacuum, but they're really not, you know, and you see this with movies, you see this with um, music, you know, you see this with all sorts of things now. Uh, television is a great example of this, where it's just becoming incredibly difficult to make money, uh, at, at, you know, making any sort of television. Um, and so what what happens to triple a gaming if console if, if the next generation of consoles don't sell well you know and 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 people don't have pcs anymore that can run these games D- does it just go away well yeah i think that's that's i think you're right in the sense that um you know what can happen is that you know um if the budgets are then forced up and then the you know fear of failure is is the probability of failure, not the consequences of failure, are far worse. You know um, that you can shut down, a, you can kill a company with one failed title. Um, then obviously this is like you know this is going to be the end of a of AAA gaming. They can't survive like this. Um, we and uh, you know we've always had this playing to the to the things that work. And, and I'm not going to say it's been getting worse. It's always been like this to some extent. There's always been like a, a focus on things which have worked, but it's becoming, you can imagine being a CEO or something and saying, if one of these projects fails, that's basically this quarter is absolutely fucked. And um, maybe, maybe, maybe half of the year. Um, so you can imagine they're like, right, let's, 
it was like Guitar Hero after Guitar Hero after Guitar Hero for a while, right? And then there was um, you got Call of Duty, the cash cow of Call of Duty, and they're going to keep on doing that because that's that's the way to, to guarantee that they're not going to die. It, we can talk about the insane money in there, but it's also this insane fear of failure that's going on all the time. And if the costs go up even more, I mean, I don't know if AAA can survive much longer unless it finds some sort of middle ground which says, you know what, we we don't need to aim for photorealism. <laughs> we don't need the we don't need leaves to be like perfectly uh, uh, modeled on real life or whatever. Or f- constant fractal generation of uh, individual molecules. Uh, we can we can do we can. We can do exciting gaming without it. The problem is, of course, that um, gaming innovation has been sort of like drying up in that space. It's been very iterative. Like, here's a little, here's a new mechanic we've made. Here's another little mechanic we've made. And yeah, there's interesting things that have been happening consoles, you know. And I'm very excited about uh, Deadly Premonition coming out on PC. And I really should have played Dark Souls now it's on PC. But, you know, these are, are not... You know, these are not the, the the vanguard titles, right? It's always the Assassin's Creed, the Call of Duty. That's the stuff that eats all the coverage. Well, I think there's a lesson there, though, for for you know game developers in that you know Dark Souls, for example, I think is a, is a is a perfect uh, a perfect example of that. Where you know the, the, if you just want to talk about the the look of Dark Souls, right, in, in terms of all this sort of photorealism stuff, and you know how difficult. I mean, you know, The Last of Us. Um, is is probably one of the more photorealistic games to ever come out on a console, and I think it cost you know it, it was it was a, a massively expensive game to make, and um, you know it, it, Naughty Dog is definitely the kind of company that can do that because they had three very successful games in the Uncharted series, and they 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 have the money and the, and the capital and the sort of intellectual headspace to, to get away with that. But I, I don't think that the last of us has been tremendously successful for them. Um, but if you look at dark souls, this is a game from a company which was known for making very, very esoteric, you know, Japanese role-playing games. And dark souls is much more about art direction and much more about that than it is about, you know, graphical fidelity. Um, and, you know, I would like to see more of that. I mean, you know, PC gaming has always been very, very graphical focused. Um, mm. You know, I mean, I, you know, go, going back to, uh, you know, 10, 15, 20 years, it's always been focused on that. But, uh, you know, I remember thinking of, you know, like Doom, for example, you know, it's like, <laughs> wow, look at this. It, it looks amazing. You know, Duke Nukem 3D and all this stuff. Um, but weirdly enough, I think that, PC gaming is a much more diverse and healthy market for games right now. And also, you know, we if AAA titles fail and they fail because it costs so much money to make these things, um, then I think PC gaming is sort of uniquely suited to picking up the slack on that because so many of the... There, there are so many more PC titles that are not focused on graphical fidelity than there are on the console. Um, and I think maybe that's kind of the advantage there. Yeah, I must admit, there's a sort of like there's a sort of wall I can't quite see behind. It's like something has to happen, but I can't figure it out. You know, we know that um, there's a crisis in in budgets going to come soon. Probably this next, quite possibly this next console generation is going to drive everybody up uh, against the wall, right? 
Um, but what happens um, if all the AAA companies say just can't hack it? They're going to have to quickly look for alternative sources of revenue if they, this stuff is just killing them. Either they just all fail and leave it down to the next tier, whatever the hell that means, or they find ways like that. We've seen EA and people like that exploring mobile gaming, and that's a different way of bringing in lots of money. But these are completely different audiences. If they switch to that, that just means the AA side of it just dies, right? Oh, yeah. Um, so, okay, so then is the... So PCs can, can sort of... Gaming's still going to survive... And PC gaming is going to survive. But if people, there's going to be a need for, say, I think there's still always going to be this sort of feeling that need for AAA games, some sort of mainstream games. But what happens when when they can't make them anymore? Where, where does that stuff actually go? Is that the point? Is I, I know what you're saying. Like, is this the point where people go, Jesus, I can't buy these games anymore. What, where can I get games? Wow, look at this. PCs with all these great games still coming out and, you know, small indie Maybe even small indies like, wow, someone's making a paranormal activity. That looks like a kind of game that looks fun. Um, I just, it just feels like it's a bit wonky. Like there's a, there's some steps missing. It's like the underpants gnomes, right? You know, it's like <laughs> step three profit. I can't quite see step two. The, the shape of what's going to happen over the next few years just eludes me. Because, you know, let's look in the PC gaming, right? Uh, if you take the AA out, you're then left with, Let's just say a lot of indies, um, big, big indies, big studios as well. Um, and not all of those are having a great time either. It's not a great healthy space to be in. Even those people who are trying to be uh, mo- uh, modest about their budgets are still finding that they're almost like they can only survive hand to mouth. Um, so I, I don't, don't quite know what's going to happen. Well, I think there's a couple things there. I think number one is, you know, the the sort of, you know, let, let's call them second tier developers for lack of a better term. Um, you know, the sort of the, the, the indies, but the big indies. Uh, yeah, they are having a tough time. And I don't think that that should be sugarcoated. Um, and these are developers that primarily work on, on the PC. And, you know, I think we can't discount Steam sales for for being a big factor in that as well you know i mean for 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 everything that steam has done for pc gaming and i think you know in you you could make the argument that steam saved pc gaming because you know something was going to have to come along uh you know a digital distribution platform was going to have to happen um because it, it just wasn't financially feasible for uh retailers to stock you know pc games um but the, the second tier developers are having problems and they're not relying on consoles. So if AAA gaming fails, then perhaps they are uniquely suited to take advantage of that. I don't know. Uh, and, and I think the second thing there is you look at what consoles actually do now. And what I mean by that is, again, look at the Xbox One. Look at where Microsoft is focusing its efforts now, Microsoft has its problems. I don't think that anyone would say that Microsoft really knows what the hell they're doing. I mean, this is the company that tried to out Apple Apple and just made less in revenue on their tablet than they spent advertising it. So so they're not doing great. Their gaming portion has always 
been profitable, but not super profitable, let's say. And so I think they really want to try and, and, and push into the, you know, entertainment space because I just think that they don't think that there's much money in games anymore. Um, and what, you know, and, and, and sort of the other, the other thing we're forgetting too is Nintendo Mm -hmm. and the, let's say utter failure of the Wii U. I mean, the thing is selling, I mean, I think like at one point it sold 12,000 units in America, like in one month. I mean, that's just like, you know, how do they survive? I don't know. And all of these things are sort of making me think, you know, is there, are there just larger forces at play here that games are just one symptom of? And, and, you know, this question of, 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 you know, is the PC suited to coming back when consoles fail? Is that kind of the wrong question? I just make, um, I'm not sure about the Nintendo stuff because that's, um, there's a lot of talk that the, what they'd put out was just not very exciting. Um, but at the same time, I just wonder if this is another argument that the only thing that's really making money right now uh, in mainstream is the you know the big 3D shooting shooting people in the face titles. Um, maybe the casual players have all left for you know iPads and, and smartphones. They don't need a Nintendo to do to play you know some match three game anymore. Um, and. Um, may betray how little i know about the nintendo platform now (laughs) (laughs) well no but i i think that's something really important though because you know if you look at if you look at where consoles were 10 years ago if you look at the playstation 2 for example which was you know huge success you know sold 100 million units or whatever it was um you know and the, the playstation 2 had a diverse ecosystem of developers from your low end to your high end they had everything from weird indie stuff to you know your call of duties your your 2004 version of call of duty and everybody bought one i mean that was if you wanted to play games you had to own one right and if you look at what the you know the 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 sales numbers for for the xbox 360 and the playstation 3 they were just were nowhere near that. And that was not what people bought if they wanted to play games. If people wanted to play games, they bought a Wii, right? right. <laughs> and so now I think like if you're looking at where average people want to play games, discounting the hardcore audience, because th- those people are probably always going to want to either have a console or have a gaming PC. And, and really that's just a pre- that's just a preference at this point. Um, if you look at where the people that just want to play a game are going, you know, maybe the answer is they're not going to the PC and they're not going to the console, you know, they're, they're, they're going to, to mobile. Um, and maybe that's not great for games, but that seems to be where things are headed. I'm, I'm not a great believer of, you know, I think I've been converted now. I'm not a great believer that you're going to see you see much crossover between you know the so-called category of casual and hardcore. You know, the, the, the titles aside, um, you feel that like these are very definite. These groups have very definite, uh, different needs. You know, the so-called casual market is um, 
it's just people. Those people don't see themselves as gamers. They, they, you tell them, they ask, you ask them if they play games, and they don't really see it in the same terms. You know, it's like, no, oh, I don't play games. But you, you're playing Tetris on your phone. Well, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like um, these people are still paying. Uh, you know, pouring millions into the gaming industry, but they don't feel like they're part of it, which is uh, an interesting uh, thing. And so when these people are leaving consoles, uh, you know, what what effect are we actually seeing? Are we people seeing the people who are, you know, pulled along with the tight things? Maybe they've been rejected. They feel rejected by so many, um, you know, shooting in the face titles. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're actually been looking for more, uh, more support for the more ordinary casual games in in consoles, and that's not been driving the big sales. So as a result, now you're losing people going in. You know, some of the more ordinary consumers buying the units for the next generation. I, I don't know. This is just all a stream of consciousness pouring out of my head. Well, no, I think that's interesting though, because you know, it, I think the answer is it just sucks money out of of the industry, right? Like the the type of people that are going to be playing you know candy crush or or bejeweled or something um on their ipad or their phone you know these are the kind of people that you know eventually would have plunked down you know two hundred dollars for for a wii or whatever and then would buy 20 or 30 dollar games and they're not doing it right like you you get this sort of like free to play stuff. I mean, I don't know how familiar you are with this kind of thing, but it's, Ooh, it's very familiar. Yeah, so you know, this is a problem, right? Like you spend ninety nine cents, or you get a free app, and then it it sort of degrades the experience where you're constantly being told buy this, buy this, buy this, buy this, and like you said, EA is sort of going towards that model, so. It 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 doesn't allow it doesn't it doesn't provide the industry with with the 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 revenue that it was used to getting, and so I think that's another constraint on the AAA titles as well. Like Call of Duty itself is not going to make enough money to make the next Call of Duty. Yeah. Another thing I want to point out is that um, there seems to be. Um... Some everybody was disappointed that Microsoft didn't really talk about indie developers at all. When I say everybody, I say indie developers weren't interested, were, were disappointed. There was a lot of disappointment from indie developers on that day when the Xbox One was announced. Um, but on the other hand, um, there's a, a lot of uh, developers saying how great Sony is regarding a PlayStation Four. You know, f- um, looking for indie titles to to go onto that onto that machine. And they seem to be really pushing quite hard there. Uh, it's it's difficult to say when you know <laughs> tweets from like people you follow. They're all kind of high profile developers. It's very difficult to see if that's a real movement or a change or simply just some people you know some high profile developers getting contacted by by Sony. Do you know what I mean? So, um, but it, you could look at it another way that they may be hedging against a fall in the mainstream industry. Maybe they also worry about that problem and therefore supporting an indie subculture to fall back on um, will keep those consoles alive even if the the big hitters aren't there. There will always be something. Yeah, and and in the same way, Microsoft is hedging their bets in a different way. You know, they're not really banking on indie games so much, but they're banking on people buying an Xbox One 
to watch television and Netflix. I, I think that's insane. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't think that the average person is going to plunk down $500 uh, for an Xbox One, perhaps buy one game a year and, and use it primarily as a Netflix machine. Like that just, just that, that makes absolutely no sense to me. Um, but, but, what, but where does that leave the PC then? Because, you know, if, if, if we went into this conversation with me saying, Oh, well, I think, you know, the consoles failing would be great for the PC because the PC is uniquely suited to take up the slack. Um, maybe that's not the case because nobody has a PC anymore. Uh, you know, I mean, people don't need them, right? Like the, the, I mean, PC sales have been dropping off a cliff and, uh, you know, tablet sales are are sort of picking up the slack. So if people don't have a PC, then. Well, yeah, as I said, that, that goes back to my point at the beginning where, where are PCs going to go? I can see people downsizing maybe. It's like if you want love like 3D games and stuff like that, then yeah, you're probably still gonna go for desktops. Maybe you'll 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 settle for you know um, a laptop because I understand those things uh, uh, they're better these days. You know, there's more powerful hardware, and that's actually where I understand definitely Intel anyway are placing their efforts. They're concentrating far more on mobile chips rather than hardcore desktop stuff because I think they see that the market is starting to shrink. Um, and you're going to, it still needs, you're still going to need desktops. Obviously the people who make, you know, you know, uh, people who create, people who like develop, people who make films and that sort of stuff. You'll need, you need something more than a laptop or a tablet to create stuff. But the ordinary consumer, they just not really necessarily going to need that anymore. So I think they see that, you know, Mobile gaming in a, in a laptop sense is probably going to be the future. Maybe that's how people are going to going to get by. But the question is, um, is there going to be a limit to that? Are, are tablets actually going to start to eat into that space? I mean, right now I have a smartphone, new smartphone user, and I can't type for shit on it. And I think I'm not sure if that's simply me being out of gener out of the, the generation <laughs> kind of born into it. But I, I'm really bad at typing on it. I'm not sure how I do on. A tablet i i think just actually typing a hard surface kind of annoys me after a little while i like the feeling i've pressed something um but then again is that just gonna be a thing that's gonna die out and people say ha ha grandpa you used to actually use a keyboard um well I, I really yo go for it no i just i mean i think that's you know young people can type really fast on an ipad <laughs> I've, yeah. I've seen them. It's scary. Uh, I, I can't do that. I mean, I certainly can type okay on an iPad. Uh, I don't have any problems typing on my phone, but I, I much prefer uh, a keyboard, you know, when I can get at one. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, you and I are both sort of the outliers here because, you know, we are both desktop owners. Um, I think you and I both, the majority of our computing time is on a desktop. Uh, and you know, part, part of that is just because, you know, um, of, of the kind of work that we both do. We're on desktops all day. Um, but, you know, at the same time, it, it's difficult because, you know, the, the, the form factor of whatever computing device you are using does influence the, the games that people are playing on them. And, you know, if you're looking at the, the, the laptop form factor as opposed to the desktop form factor, as opposed to a tablet form factor... 
you know, it, 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 it will change the types of games that become popular when the majority of people own tablets and don't own PCs. It will change that, number one. Uh, and I think the other thing you have to look at is sort of the commodification of PC hardware because, you know, the, the, the smartphone and the tablet is sort of where PCs were 15, 20 years ago when people were upgrading their PC every two years. People don't do that anymore. You know, people yeah. buy a new PC every five, six, seven years and they're they're upgrading their phones now every two years so i think that's going to be a real challenge for triple a developers as well you know and and and, and consoles are the same way i mean well, you know, can i can i jump in there on yeah that? yeah yeah um the thing about the the upgrading uh cycle i wonder if that's something to do with the console cycle because you know when we wanted uh there was always like a great new graphics re- revolution every every year or whatever. You need the new card, you need more memory, you need 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 more powerful CPUs to get this rendering or this flag flipping in the air or whatever. And um, and it seemed to be like going. It was like crazy every year. And of course, then consoles picked up the uh, the 3D FPS bug, or, or TPS, whatever you whatever you have. And um, and then they sort of started to dictate the hardware requirement. And then we reached the Xbox 360 uh, level generation, and it stopped for a long time, which meant that the games that were coming out in, you know, um, AAA titles were sort of pitched at that level. And yes, there were some, you know, you could see some improvements on the PC, but generally, you know, you you the the need for upgrading just started to just just die away a bit because of this. Um, you know, console generation level of hardware. So I wonder if that was the real reason the the upgrade cycle stopped. I can't see it restarting, to be honest. I think we may have exited those years. Uh, a good thing too, because it was a bit it was a bit ridiculous. Um, but I wonder if that's actually the consoles actually were the, the reason that PC upgrades stopped. Oh, I think there's something to that, definitely. You know, I, I mean, if, if you're having AAA, you know, the, the, the largest market is being pitched to eight-year-old hardware, then that is just going to affect, you know, PC upgrades, right? And it, it it's certainly not the case that people upgrade their cards, you know, every every one or two years like they were, you know, back to, you know, 15 years ago. Um, you know, at the same time, though, I think you 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 saw game developers try different things right i mean there was this whole thing a few years ago about everybody was going to get a physics card and it was going to be great and that never really went anywhere (laughs) yeah uh i think that there's still interest in 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 wanting to to drive the performance forward but i just don't think that it's necessary anymore and i think that's more of it where there were no new consoles for seven and eight years not because they didn't think that they could make money at it, although I think that was part of it. And I think just the cost of developing these things now is so high that they need to have seven and eight years of life out of it. But I just think there was no, there, nobody was clamoring for new consoles. And I still don't think anyone is clamoring for new consoles, really. I, I, don't, I don't find a lot of conversation online about people that are angry about the performance of their Xbox 360. <laughs> 
Uh, although the was it the the Red Ring of Death, or whatever it is, there's still a problem with the Xbox 360, right? Yeah, I mean, and that's you know, and that's but that's kind of a separate issue because you know that that's hardware quality, really. Yeah, you know, um, and and you're speaking to someone who had the Red Ring of Death on their Xbox a couple times, so yeah, that that is a problem. Um, and I think that was you know, the Xbox 360 is is not a great piece of hardware. At least the original one wasn't. Um, but you know, I think that's that. There's something. There's something to that, right? Like they want to get as much of a lifespan out of these things as possible because it just it's better for their bottom line. One of the things um, I alluded to earlier on, um, which it's a it's a problem I find online all the time, is that you can never be sure whether the excitement for something is genuine excitement. Um, or whether it's something that's very localized, whether you just like listening to the right people and it sounds like it's really big. So, you know, everybody says, this is fantastic, you know, and suddenly you, you, you think like that, that this new game or this new, you know, platform or something is, is the, is, is the place to be. But actually it's, it's, you're, it's just the people you're, you're following make you feel that. So I get, I, there was a big flurry of attention, uh, for the Ouya which came out uh, recently. And I was, I was following a lot of indie developers, you know, and, and everybody was talking about it. And I was wondering, uh, is, is there really a lot of excitement there or is it just for a lot of developers having a nice open platform they can, can develop on? Is there really any interest in the Ouya, which is a new console which has come out and it, it's fairly open? Um, what are your thoughts, Eric? Oh, I, I mean, I don't think there's any interest in it whatsoever. You know, and I think we're seeing that. I mean, the Ouya has not sold well. And, um, you know, I, I, there's these articles that are starting to come out, you know, analyzing the, the, the sales statistics versus the, the pirated copies of games on the Ouya. And it, there's, there's no comparison. Right. Um, it, it's, it's an unmitigated failure. And there's not, there may be a second Ouya. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But there, there's no, you know, for, for, for all of the console's faults, um, and for all the PC's faults and benefits on both sides, um, you know, and I think maybe the Ouya is a good place to to sort of, it's a good place to end because I think it's it's indicative of of kind of the 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 problems of both trends. Just as there's no interest in uh, a a open source, open platform console because consoles are a very specific type of industry and a very specific type of business model, and they just don't work like that what Microsoft is trying to do with windows eight and, and making windows a more, a more closed experience is also not going to be good for games. And I, but the, 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 the takeaway here is I don't know what is going to be good for games. Um, I would like to think it would be the PC because I, I like the PC and I still, that's the way that I like to play games. Um, but I just don't know that anybody is interested in that as a platform anymore. So I've maybe done a complete 180 in this podcast. (laughs) Well, at least it wasn't a 360. Oh, Uh, sorry about that. Oh, well, Um, I don't know. Do you have any concluding thoughts, Joel? No one knows the shape of that future, but it is always a bone in pain. Well, if we're still doing this podcast in five years, we'll come back and and talk about this again. (laughs) All right, I have no other thoughts. I'm just as confused as when I started out. Then I think everybody will have a good time listening to this. <laughs> all right, well, th- thanks for listening, guys, and, and we'll uh, catch you again. Thank you all. Thank you.
Bye.